everybody. I hope you're having a good day. Welcome back to another episode of Valor and Virtue. Uh, today's been a little bit crazy. No, okay, I shouldn't say crazy. It just went, um, actually it is a little bit crazy, but that's just the life of a parent. Oh my gosh, sorry. I have two dogs under my desk. This is fine. They're, they want all of my attention and they were laying down. Of course, I sat down and started doing this and now they need more of my attention. Um, but today's been a little bit crazy. I, uh, normally on Tuesdays, I drop the kids off at my parents in the morning, but today it had to be this afternoon and that's totally fine, but it just definitely was outside of, uh, my normal plan and outside of the norm for me. And so it threw me for a little bit of a loop. And the reason I bring that up is because this week I want to take some time and I want to talk about what we do when things happen that are really outside of our control. You know, when things happen to us that are outside of our control, how do we react to those? How do we respond to those? You know, what's the proper way to go about that? And I know for me, that's something that I really tend to struggle with is when someone does something that I can't control. That was kind of the majority of why most of my phobias came up um, was because I was just horrified about things happening to me that I couldn't control. And I wanted to control everything. I felt like I had to have my hand in everything. And I felt like I had to um, basically take everything under control. And if I didn't, I would just fall apart. Everything would fall apart. It was like the world was ending. I couldn't continue doing anything. <laughs> For those of you watching, I have two dogs right now under my desk that are fighting for my constant attention at the moment. Um, and if you're listening, you can just imagine. Um, but something, the reason this came up, again, this, I feel like every single episode I do comes up from conversation with people. Um, but uh, I just wrapped up for my business our 30-day nutrition challenge, and there's a couple people in it that had something happen to them right at the end or close to the end. And it was something completely out of their control. Like one of them got sick. The other one had some, like a horrible family circumstance um, where just someone ended up, ended up being on hospice and um, just really bad, crappy situations. Like things that nobody wants to have to walk through or deal with or go through. And a common trend that I've seen in training people over the many years, and again, this will always kind of come back to health and fitness, is that if something happens in someone's life that's, quote, bad, they tend to fall off completely. Now, I'm not saying, like, if you're, you know, sick in bed and you literally can't get out of bed, I'm not saying, oh, just keep going, or, you know, something horrible in life happens, I'm not saying, like, push through and, you know, forget about all the bad things. Like, there's a balance, if you will, but something I read in a book written by Mark Batterson, and I don't remember, I think it came from the, his book, Win the Day. I'm looking at my bookshelf. I always look at my bookshelf to reference my books. I think that's which, I read a couple of his books, and I think that was the one it came out of. But this, like when I read it, it blew my mind, and it's something that's stuck with me ever since, and I will never forget it. And he was saying something to the effect that, you know, we're responsible for every single one of our actions and for every single one of our choice, our choices, 
regardless of what happens to us. And then he broke it down on a page and he said, you are response-able. So you're responsible for whatever happens to you, but then your response, and he put a dash, able. So you're response-able. And he basically broke it down to the fact that you were able to respond to any situation that comes your way how you choose to. And I remember reading that and just thinking, wow, that is not who I am as a person. That is not how I function. That is not how I operate. <laughs> that, is, that is not me. And, you know, it kind of goes back to the, the first podcast I did here in a while, which was the victim mentality thing. But it, it just became so clear to me how much, and the more I get into and the more I read from successful people, how much they talk about the fact that you have to take full ownership and you're responsible for everything you make, but that's giving you the strength and the power to be who you want to be and do what you want to do. And so I was thinking about this nutrition challenge that we just walked through and you know, these couple people that these bad things happened to, and then I had some people that started really strong and just completely fell off, and they were like, oh, I got sick after the first week, etc. And I was looking at the difference between the people that finished and pretty much stuck with it the whole time, and the people that didn't. And one, one of the biggest differences was, is that I had, I had someone finish that was sick for like two weeks, which is half the challenge. Um, I had someone... I mean, someone else finished and she got sick at the very end and I was just looking and I was thinking, you know, why, why did these people finish and these people didn't? They had, you know, close to the same circumstances and it's because they chose. They were like, all right, this happened to me, but I'm able to respond in the way that I want to. So, you know, I know one of these these people that were in the challenge that got sick, they weren't able to actually do the workouts, but they did stretching, which counted as movement, gave you points towards your um, calendar checklist that we had, and they still got it done. And then the other person got sick and didn't do anything. And I, I understand there's different levels of being sick. There's different levels of, you know, I can move or I can't. Um, but the other person chose to do something. I mean, they had like a, a day, I think, where they didn't do anything. But then they kept going. They responded to that circumstance of saying, okay, this I, I can't control it. It's happening to me, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to focus on what I can control. Being response-able. Okay. Whereas the other person was like, I got sick. Threw me off. I just I just dipped out of the entire challenge. They went through the same thing and one chose to respond in a positive way and the other one chose to respond in a negative way. And I think if we can begin to wrap our heads around when something bad is happening to us or frustrating or, you know, it might not even be bad, but maybe it's just something's not going the way we want it to go or it's not going as fast as we want it to go. We're not happy with something. What I learned through this, and kind of what he talks about in the book, is stopping, and I, re I read this in another book. It was, oh, I 
so bad. I don't remember what it was called. Jason Kalipa wrote it. Uh, it was AMRAP Mentality. Um, and he gives you an exercise at the end of each chapter. And in one of them, he says, write down something in your life. Like a, maybe it's your fitness or maybe it's your family life. And make a, a list. Like draw two circles. And he said, in one circle, write everything that's out of your control about the situation. And in the other circle, write down everything that's in your control in the situation. And he said, then when you're done writing it all down, look at the two circles. And I want you to X out the one you can't control and begin to focus on all the things you wrote down and the one that you can control. And it, he said, make sure you write it down. Make sure you do it. Don't just think about it. Actually write it down. And I remember I did this for work because I was struggling at the time. I was like, I have two kids and I'm doing, I'm trying to, you know, work and do all this stuff and be a stay-at-home mom, etc. And I felt overwhelmed. And so I remember I, I took out a sheet of paper and I drew a circle on the left. I drew a circle on the right. And on the left, I wrote down all the things I can't control. And on the right, I wrote down all the things I could control. And just looking at those, because I had thought about all these things while I was reading the book. But looking at them on paper, it was astounding to me. Number one, the amount of things that I could control. And number two, that if I followed through with the things that I could control, how much better I would feel and probably how much better my business would be. And I even kind of did this with somebody um, that was walking through the challenge that was dealing with, uh, I mean, just an onslaught of things. Like when it rains, it pours kind of a thing. And I asked them, I was like, hey, I, I hear what you're saying. I, you know, that's such a, it's a hard place that you're walking through right now. And it was like five things that this person had mentioned. And I said, I want you to take those five things because they had, we were talking about it and they had listed out in bullet points. And I said, now I want you to list in each of those bullet points what you can control about everything that's happening to you. And I think it's very eye-opening when we're walking through a hard time or when we're walking through maybe just a dry season, whether that's in our marriage, our our work, our fitness, to sit down and assess, you know, what can I control and what can't I control. And there's also like a lot of release when you learn what you really can't control. Like for me, when I was writing down all this stuff about my business, you know, I was writing down like, I can't control if the kids get sick I can't control if the kids you know get hurt and need my attention I, I can't um what else did I write down most of it had to do with my kids um but then on the oh I was like I can't control if I get interrupted during a workout because if they come in and they want to talk to me I'm not going to be like get out right um, I put that I can't control my dogs need to go outside. You know, I have to stop and let the door and op open the door and let them outside. Um, I can't control, I was going through some health issues and so I wrote down those health issues that I couldn't control. And I just remember going back and looking at all the things I wrote down that I couldn't control and I was like, man, like, I can't control them. I literally can't. So why do I stress so hard and spend so much time trying to control those things? Like, I would get so upset. Like, if the kids got a cold and I'd be like, oh my gosh, here we go again. And I'd be so 
angry about it and then I would let that anger control my day and then I would be grumpy and then I didn't give them as good of attention as they needed and then I was frustrated which just you know then I wouldn't be nice to my husband and it was this cascade of things but when I looked at that circle I was like you can't control it anyway you there's literally nothing you can do to control that once it happens so why are you trying so hard to have a death grip on controlling it when, when you can't? You just wrote down that you can't control it. So why are you trying to have a death grip on controlling it? And then I looked at the side of the things I can control. Like I wrote down like you can get in a quick workout when the kids are napping. Or you know you can sit down and do 10 minutes of work after the kids go to bed before like while your husband takes a shower. So, you guys can, so he and I could still have time together. Um, you can get up early and get this section of your work done or, you know, do this specific thing. And just writing down all the things that I had control over was so helpful and freeing. And I think it's something that we just don't do often enough when we're in a funk or we're in a rut or we're not happy with the results that we're getting. And it can literally be done for anything in life. Like, okay, so I have my trying to remember the proper name here um but i basically have my financial coaching certification through dave ramsey and you can even you know break this down into finances like what can you control on the financial side of your life versus what you can't control on the financial side of your life and that can be super freeing as well like if if you see that you can't control you know, maybe you have a certain amount of debt. You can't control that you have it. You have it. But you can control maybe how many hours you work. You can control how much you spend on restaurants, which shouldn't be any, by the way, if you have debt. <laughs> you can control, you know, selling things that you really don't need anymore. Maybe you have a guitar or some furniture or um, some books. Maybe you can control having a garage sale. Like, there's so much power and assessing what you can control versus what you can't control. And then when something you can't control happens to you, being response-able, you choose to be able to respond to whatever's happening um, in a positive light, really. I mean, not everything's always going to be happy-go-lucky. And I'm not, I, when I say positive, I don't mean happy. Like, if you broke your finger, I'm not saying for you to be like, I'm so happy I broke my finger, right? But you can choose to be like, okay, maybe I couldn't control that that happened to me, but I'm going to be positive in the sense of, okay, I can still do workouts with one hand. I can still keep my nutrition tight. I can still get really good sleep and focus on recovery, and that's looking on the positive side of things versus the negative side of things of, well, now my workouts are messed up and now I'm going to lose strength and now I'm frustrated and this is going to be a six-week recovery. And right, like going down that negative side of things, like you can't control that you have a six-week recovery because you broke your finger. You can't control that you might lose a little bit of strength because now you can only use one hand when you're working out. I know your finger, but you get the idea. Um... There's no sense in fretting over those things and responding in such a negative way. And I'm, I hope, you know, I'm speaking to myself here. Like, for instance, today, our son woke up and he knows, he knows the days that he goes and spends with his Nana and Papa. 
he woke up and he was like, Mom, guess what day it is? First thing out of his mouth. And he was like, it's Nana Papa Day. He was like, let's get dressed. Let's get ready. Let's go. And he was so excited. And I was like, hey, buddy, like, we're, you're going to get to go to Nana and Papa's, but it's not going to be until later. And he lost it. He was so upset, so angry. And it really was his attitude for most of the day. And it affects our entire family when he gets really upset because he's really vocal. Um, he has a big personality. He's kind of like the powerhouse is not the word I'm looking for, but I think you get the idea. He's like the powerhouse of the family. And there were times today when I lost my temper and I raised my voice or I yelled from across the house. And I was upset because he's freaking out, throwing a fit, or he's doing something he shouldn't. And instead of, you know, calmly, instead of choosing, right? I can't control the fact that he's having a complete meltdown over nothing. But I can control how I respond to that. And I chose not to, essentially, multiple times today. I let my feelings win. I let my emotions win. And I snapped. I yelled. I hollered. I was angry. And that's exactly... The kind of person I don't want to be. That's not who I want to be. So then I had to sit down and I had to assess how I was reacting to the situation because I should be responsible for every single one of my actions, no matter if I can or can't control the situation around me. And so finally I said, you know what? Because, all right, this is terrible. I'm just going to be honest. I hate, hate's a strong word. I don't like putting our son in timeout because it's a good five, ten minutes of listening to him scream until he calms down and then his timer starts and then he can come out. And it's exhausting. And that's me admitting that I'm being a lazy parent and today I didn't want to deal with it. He was already in a bad mood. He was pushing boundaries. He was, and he's only four, mind you. He was frustrating me and I, I let, I basically, I didn't, I didn't let him do anything. I chose to stoop down to his level and be just as nasty as he was essentially, you know. If he was doing something he shouldn't be and I said, Ryder, don't do that. Ryder, don't do that. And then I'd be like, Ryder, don't do that, right? And like yell from across the house. That's, that's not accomplishing anything. Right, but I made that decision. So after a couple times of this happening, and I was like, ugh, don't like my behavior. And I just feel like I can't get a grip on him. I was like, you know what? You can't control what he's doing right now, but you can control how you react. So whether you like it or not, and sometimes choosing to do the things you can control is much harder than letting the things you can't control happen. But I was like, tell him once, like you and your husband agreed on. And then if he doesn't do it, tell him he's going to timeout. Pick him up and put him in timeout. And if you have to listen to him scream for five or ten minutes, over and over and over again, he has to get the point. You have to be the parent. You have to be the adult. You have to be better if you want him to change. Because he's just doing what you're doing. And it was a gut check. And he went to timeout three times in like a 20-minute span. But you know what? It finally clicked. And he stopped. And he started behaving. And that was all because of how I chose to respond to something that was out of my control. It wasn't in my control that 
he's in a bad mood and just choosing to have meltdowns over everything. But what was in my control is how I acted and how I responded. And I did a terrible job of it. Probably the first like three, four hours of the day. Terrible job. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm far, far from perfect. But what matters is when you can stop and assess and be like, okay, I have to be responsible for my actions and my choices and how I behave and what I choose to do in situations I can't control. So what can I control and what can't I control? And now what am I going to do about it? How am I going to respond? And it's, it will be hard. You know, if something happens in your life, okay, for instance, and I'm going to bring it back to the parenting thing here. There were so many times when my kids took naps, and no, they don't take naps anymore, I wish they would, um, where I would go to work out while they were napping, and they would wake up 10 minutes into my workout, which means, number one, that they weren't napping like they were supposed to be, and number two, my workout was messed up because they had woken up, and that's, that's where we were now. And there were so many times that I want to just throw in the towel and be angry and lose it and be like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not working out like I was going to do it and I'm not going to do it because I'm just angry. Well, I couldn't control that they didn't stay asleep or that they didn't end up napping. And if I responded to it in a negative way and I was irresponsible I was like, forget it, not going to do it, just forget it. I would never move forward and progress in life. I wouldn't. But most of the time, I'm not saying I never did that, but I would say 95% of the time, it was, okay, pause what I'm doing, go get my kid or go try and put them back to sleep. And if I had to get them, bring them down with me, how can I entertain them while I do my workout? Does my workout just need to be a... 15 minute workout, a quick AMRAP or met, you know, like a Metcon, um, oh, so CrossFit terms, like metabolic conditioning, um, where I'm moving my body, I'm keeping the habit of working out, um, but I'm also dealing with the fact that I can't control that my kid needs me, or I can't control that um, they're not going to sit still and entertain themselves while I work out. Or do I bring them in the workout with me? Do I say, hey, you do this and I do that. And is it a great workout? Maybe not. But am I keeping the habit? Am I being responsible with my actions um, in how I respond to what I can't control to move forward and to progress like for the future? To, to think about, you know, how do I want to handle this? These situations in one, five, 10, 15 years, right? The goal is to get better now, but also for the long run. So I wanna challenge you, if you're walking through something, and I feel like most of us at one, you know, some point or another, we're walking through something. And again, I'm still not very good at this, but it's funny, you can ask my husband, especially if like a phobia, fear comes up or if something pops up, I'll, I will out loud say what I cannot control. Like I'll say it out loud. I'll be like, okay, I can't control if this happens. There's no reason to behave this way because you can't control it. There's no reason to freak out, have a meltdown, just be worried, cry, etc. because you can't, you cannot control it. And I'll say it out loud and I'll say it out loud and I'll say it out loud and he'll affirm me. He's very good about that. Um, but I think it helps because it lets us let go of those things 
And then it's like, okay, what can I control? Like, I need to be responsible for my actions. I need to be responsible for the decisions that I make. And, I, and you have to ultimately be okay with them because you can't blame your decisions on anybody else. You can't. You, it's physically impossible. No one can make you do something. It's always a decision. It, there might be a terrible negative consequence for the decision if you were to go down the extreme route. But no one is ever actually making you do something. It is a choice. You're choosing to do it. You're choosing to behave a certain way. You're choosing to act a certain way. You're choosing to have an emotion or a feeling about something and to act on that emotion or feeling. How you speak to people, how you go about your day-to-day life is 100% on you. It's a decision. It's a choice. And it's not something that you can blame on other people. And if you start to become responsible and be response-able and be like, I'm able to respond to whatever happens to me that's out of my control, I promise you your life will change. And it will be hard. And like I said, I'm still not perfect. I just gave the parenting example of this morning. It was, it was a dumpster fire, needless to say. It was really not one of my proudest parenting moments, basically the whole morning. Um, but I can't blame that on anybody else. I can't, I couldn't, I can't blame that on my kids. That's a hundred percent me. And probably how he was behaving was my fault. He learns and he knows what's acceptable based on how I handle things, how I react, how I walk, how I talk, how I discipline. He doesn't learn it from anybody else. So it's ultimately my responsibility and, and my decisions. And, and when you can take some ownership of that, it's super powerful. So I know it's a little bit shorter because I can keep saying the same things over and over again. But I challenge you this week. Do it. Find one subject in your life, whether it's your health and fitness or relationships or your work or maybe make a different page for all of those categories your finances and draw a circle on the left and a circle on the right and on the left write things I can't control and on the right things I can control and write them down in each circle and then take some time to study them and look at them and you can do this with your husband or your wife you can do this with a friend you can do this with a coach anybody that you have but it's going to be so powerful and so freeing. Like for a long time, I had mine posted up on uh, my wall. I had like a, a wall desk thing and I had it posted up there so that every time, you know, I'd start to go down that negative path, I could just look at it and be like, okay, remember what you can control and what you can't control and let's reassess and move forward from there. And then I would remind myself, how are you going to respond when something happens that you can't control. And typically that would be looking at what I can control and using that in my response. Okay, so nice and simple. I hope this helps you guys. Again, if you ever have questions or you wanna talk about this stuff or you need a buddy, you need a coach, you need somebody to talk to, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. One of the best ways to get a hold of me um, is on my Instagram, which is at Aaron underscore 9110. You can send me a message. Um, 
You can put a comment on YouTube if you're watching, and I think even on the podcast. It depends on what you're listening on. You might be able to add a comment. I'm not sure. But I appreciate every single one of you guys that listens, watches, has followed along, and is keeping up with me. Um, if this does better your life in any way, shape, or form, I ask that you please share it. Share it with somebody you love. Share it with somebody you know. Um, because, you know, the mission is for all of us to just get better. That's it. That's the goal. That's the mission, to grow and become the best version of ourselves that we can. So, hope you guys have a good day, evening, night, morning, whenever you listen to this. And I will talk to you next time. Bye, guys.